What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Well, within about an hour, we're going to have a new name for the party that is going to formerly be known as the BC Liberals. Yeah, at last, BC United is going to come into being. That is a rebranding of the party. And what does it really mean? Is it something that is just kind of done for, well, something to do? Or is this a move that's supposed to have uh, uh, a better chance of getting elected to government? Well, to talk about some of this is Dr. Hamish Telford, Associate Professor of Political Science at the University of the Fraser Valley. Uh, Hamish, uh, thank you so much for joining us. You know, rebrandings happen all the time with products. Uh, What about political parties? Good afternoon, Bruce. Uh, There's not a big history of political parties rebranding themselves, um, although it happens occasionally. And in terms of BC politics, if we go back to the 1960s, the Cooperative Commonwealth Federation reorganized itself and renamed itself the New Democratic Party. And six or seven years later, the BC NDP won, won its first election. So there was a case where that reorganization, a new name, uh, possibly helped uh, the party. Um, in other cases, the Reform Party more recently at the federal level rebranded itself as the Canadian Alliance, and that didn't work much at all uh, until they merged with the old Progressive Conservative Party under the leadership of Stephen Harper. So there's a real mixed record here of, of parties uh, rebranding themselves. So it's not a surefire thing. A lot of other things go along with it to make it work. I wonder if it is a rebranding, but with any rebranding, you also have to have almost like a new mission statement or a new approach. Do you think that's going to come out of uh, the announcement, the official announcement, that they're going to make the party look a little bit different regardless of name? I'm not sure if that's going to be the case. The I think the story here is that the B.C. Liberal Party, since it's since the 1990s anyway, styled itself as a coalition of liberal and conservative-minded voters. And the conservative-minded voters never liked the name. It, it pained them to vote for a party that had the liberal name on it. And, of course, I think that that brand has become a little bit more uh, tarnished, shall we say, after eight years of, of Justin Trudeau's leadership at the federal level. So I think the B.C. liberals want to further disassociate themselves from the liberal name uh, because of association with Justin Trudeau. But the fact of the matter is the, the voters that the B.C. Liberal Party has lost are the more liberal minded voters and uh, in the lower mainland in particular. So while they're changing the name, I think, to try and satisfy more conservative-minded voters, the real challenge is to win back the more liberal-minded voters that went to the NDP last time. They say in order to win an election, it's not just enough to uh, save the people you have. You have to increase your base. So increasing the base means going into the NDP party uh, or the NDP's voters. Uh, and getting them to switch over. What is the approach that needs to be taken, do you think, strategically? Well, it's going to vary from place to place, and in some places they may have an easier time of it than others. So, for example, out here in the Fraser Valley, uh, the NDP surprisingly won five seats uh, in the Fraser Valley, which historically has been a very conservative place. The NDP dearly wants to hang on to those seats, um, and and the new the new name may help the Liberal Party here, um, particularly if they can sort of beat down the fledgling uh, BC Conservative Party. 
But once you get closer into to the, um, the Vancouver area, um, there I think the, the, the party has to, to show its more progressive credentials. And I think Kevin Falcon is doing that. Uh, he's, he has, and the BC Liberal Party has historically taken climate change very seriously. That's a bit of an anathema for federal conservatives, but uh, he's, he's put that forward as a central plank and, and uh, you know, sort of inclusivity for LGBTQ community, that sort of thing. And, and the challenge with sort of promoting those kinds of values to appeal to those kind of voters is holding on to your more conservative base. I wonder with the name United, if they're taking any lessons from Alberta, and uh, thinking that the Conservative Party, as you mentioned, uh, you called them fledgling, but are they worried about uh, maybe a vote split? And even if it's a small enough one in a very narrow uh, election, it could be big enough that uh, you see more people elected in the Fraser Valley that are NDPers. Well, this is the challenge. Um, I think the, the idea of United, as I understand it, is, again, the party has styled itself as a coalition of liberal and conservative-minded voters, and they are united going forward. Um, but we do have the B.C. Conservative um, Party now with a leader with a seat in, in the legislature, John Rostad, who, of course, was, was evicted from the B.C. Liberal Caucus a, a while back. And the B.C. Conservatives don't have to do really well in the election to make life difficult for uh, the BC Liberals or BC United. In, in my riding, in, in Mission uh, Abbotsford, uh, Pam Alexis riding, I think she won by 1,000 votes, and the, the BC Conservative candidate took about 1,500 votes uh, in the last election, so larger than the margin of difference between uh, the NDP and the BC Liberals. So that that's the potential risk, a few thousand votes for the BC Conservatives in, in particular ridings um, could do real damage to the new BC United Party. Be interesting to see. Thanks for your time. Dr. Hamish Telford, Associate Prof of Political Science at the University of the Fraser Valley.